Jerry was the kind of guy you would love to hate. He was always in a good mood and always had something positive to say. When somebody would ask him how he was doing, he would reply, "If I were any better, I would be twins." He was a unique manager and a very natural motivator. I went up to Jerry one day and asked him, "I don't get it, Jerry. You can't be a positive person all the time. How do you do it?" Jerry replied, "Each morning I wake up and say to myself, 'Jerry, you have two choices today. You can choose to be in a good mood or you can choose to be in a bad mood. I choose to be in a good mood. Each time something bad happens, I can choose to be a victim or I can choose to learn from it. And I choose to learn from it. Every time someone comes to me complaining, I can choose to accept their complaining or I can point out the positive side of it. And I choose the positive side. Yeah, right. But it's not that easy, I protested. Of course it is, said Jerry. Life is all about choices. When you cut away all the junk, every situation is a choice. You choose how people will affect your mood. You choose how to react to situations. You choose to be in a good mood or a bad mood. The bottom line is, it's always your choice how you live life. I reflected on what Jerry said. Soon thereafter, I left the restaurant industry to start my own business. We lost touch. But often I thought about him when I had to make a choice in life. Several years later, I heard Jerry did something that you're never supposed to do in a restaurant business. He left the back door open one morning and was held up at gunpoint by three armed robbers. While trying to open the safe, his hand slipped off the combination. The robbers panicked and shot him. Luckily, he was found out relatively quickly and rushed to the local trauma center. After 18 hours of surgery and weeks of intensive care, he was released from the hospital, but with fragments of bullets still in his body. I saw Jerry about 6 months after the accident. When I asked him how he was, he replied in his typical style, "If I were any better, I would be twins. Do you want to see my scars?" I declined to see his wounds, but asked him what had gone through his mind as the robbery took place. The first thing that came to my mind that I should have locked the back door of my restaurant. Then, as I lay on the floor, I remembered I had two choices. I could choose to live or I could choose to die. And I chose to live. But weren't you scared? You would have lost your consciousness, right? I asked. Jerry continued. The paramedics were great. They kept telling me I was going to be fine. But when they wheeled me into the emergency room and I saw the expression on the faces of the doctors and nurses, that's when I got really scared. For in their eyes I read, "Oh my god, he's a dead man." I knew I had to take action. "What did you do?" I asked. "Well, there was this big nurse shouting out questions at me, asking me if I was allergic to anything." I took a deep breath and I said, "Yes." The doctors and nurses stopped working as they waited for my reply. I took another deep breath and yelled, 
I'm allergic to bullets. Over their laughter, I told them, I'm choosing to live. Please operate upon me as if I'm alive and not dead. Jerry lived, thanks to the skill of his doctors, but also because of his amazing attitude. Attitude, after all, is everything you see. by Franci Balthasar Schwartz. This is one of my favorite stories. Recently, I read a quote that said, perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. And this story, for me, reinforces the learning in it. To consciously design our every thought may be a bit too much for asking. But why do we even undermine the power of our minds? Of course it is possible to nurture the right thoughts to attract the right things in our lives. All it needs is a dare to watch life's happenings objectively, to awaken to the truth that a it is the attitudes that will take us to altitudes. b it is pretty much easy to possess the right attitude towards life. And friends, I have not learned this through the quotes of eminent people or through management gurus or the so-called celebrity influencers or thought designers. My gurus are the ones with whom I have been surrounded with since my birth. To start with, my father, the greatest influencer in my life, was a warehouse of positivity. It's more than a decade since he's gone, yet he lives with me in the every step that I take. In almost all of 69 years that he lived, I have never once heard him say, this cannot be done. It was always, let's see, always leaving people a tad hopeful. I would often wonder if it was of any worth for him to spend so much of his energy on the myriad things he would push himself to do for people around, battling against time, health and money. But he actually gave so much of himself to each of us that there was no reason I could question him except out of a concern that he shouldn't face an early physical burnout. He kept his life so jam-packed that he hardly ever had time to say, I'm bored. For that matter, I know for sure he never ever said to anyone, I don't have time. All through my formative years, I've seen him live and show us how life could be lived king size, no matter whether it was at its peak or it was down the deep valley. Along with having a hectic career as an IRS, from being the most resourceful parent, to traveling to different places of interest, to start and run a social organization for years, to involve in n number of public services, to being active in theater, to writing out manuals, training, mentoring youngsters, guiding, counseling people of all ages, being the best grandfather one could ever ask for, and all along be in constant touch with every cousin far or near. Not only acquire acquaintances, but also maintain a relationship. Above all, being there for each one of them who sought him at the time of their disposition. Oh my God, he was effervescence personified. I would always wonder how one person could do so much with the limited resources available back then. Clearly, it was all to do with attitude, right? The attitude to be positive at all times, 
the attitude to share that positivity which eventually led to the attitude of always placing others before self even the, during that last hour that he lived he seems to have asked my mom if she would help him having a bath finding her a little hesitant said come on i'm going to be okay i just need to freshen up i feel so stinky saying so pushed himself to get up to walk into the bathroom something that he had not done in weeks few minutes later emerging weak and tired but flashing his brightest smile at the little grandson who clung at his feet as he sat in his chair he let go of his last tired breath he had actually wanted to be fresh when he was going to be meeting me the next day but i was more angry than sad that he did not wait for those few hours to see me one last time but coming to think of it i guess he would rather want me to remain with the memory of him being on his foot always than fret seeing him in that hapless condition there has been just one prayer in my mind ever since that bless me that very attitude of yours of making that conscious choice of remaining positive at all times bless me that i live every moment of my life Thank you.